1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: Hey, I'm Bob the Hound Kelly, and we're here with Nasty Knuckles, and it's a great day for a good show.
1: You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the hockey Outlaws Podcast with your host Terry Nasty, Sonny and former Philadelphia Flyer enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off! All right, welcome back. What is happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigg Aurelia? It's a little late for you, bud. You should be should be in the wrapper there. I should be. <laughs> way past my bedtime. What's going on? Staying up for you, dude. Yeah, man. I know. Hey, listen. Some of us got stuff to do. I only need three hours sleep. You get your 12. You know, we're just different <laughs> that way. We're a little we different. Are
0: different. Yeah. 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 You're, you sleep in. I'm up. I'm up at crack of dawn, man. Sleep
1: in. I got to get the <laughs> little i will be up and going and it that's not fun, man. This guy's all over the map in the morning, twerking, doing shit. Right. I don't know if he <laughs> as, soon as he wakes up, he's something like, dude, stop twerking, man. I'm done with that. I don't think Why you should you be doing, doing that crap, man. I don't teach him that. I've never twerked a day in my life. I mean, I watched <laughs> a couple of people do it, but I've never done it. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's
0: not what he's uh, telling me.
1: Just uh, you know. I don't know. We might put you on waivers with with Natty Ice. I mean, like you can't you're not making the games like gonna have to get give Grant Garcia the call here, bring him uh bring him up, send you down because you just don't seem to Dude. make any of the games. We are we, five games in, you've played one. Dude, you can't put me on the waiver wire immensely. I Might have to.
0: God, come on. Maybe to
1: get send you down play a couple games in the B division and get get you wound up to come play again. We needed you played the Blue Devils Sunday. You know those games how they are. Uh really close know, game man. again. It was a good game, a close game. So, but you know That's you weren't ball. there. We found a way to win somehow but Oh, you must have put a couple of the toes. I, I didn't uh, man, I had I had one sitting flat as could be as about eight feet from the net and i shot it eight feet over the net i was so mad at myself oh my god like with four seconds left in the period too and i just send it flying i'm awful even with that best stick made even with the best stick made toby i missed the net bad i'll make up for it sunday though you probably won't be there maybe you can watch it on live barn
0: (laughs) well i won't be there because i'll be in jamaica
1: Oh, that's right. Sorry. Big 30 for 30 star. I forgot.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe you'll make one of the games, at least you're on the roster and you're paid. So you get to play in the playoffs if you can make it for that. Well, that's it. I'll be there. Yeah. When it anyway, counts. so since our, our last episode, uh, Flyboys Flyboys got a win against Washington. I know you were yeah, there for that. Win. Big, yeah. It was a good, effort. great win. Really good. Boys played super hard, man. Um, yeah, I think they had a little incentive because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they had their rookie party later that night in, uh, New York That's city. Right. So, yep. you know, you gotta, you gotta come up with a big effort. I'm kidding. That's it's not why good. they won. They played great though. They, they played hard. It, it helped getting Joel back, um, you know, in the lineup at brass, uh, Derek Broussard. So, uh,
2: sure. that,
1: that was good. And, and, um, and it was a tough game and it was like a, you know, a playoff type game, um, Unfortunately, we're not going to be in the playoffs, but it was it was nice. And, and Washington's having a tough time right now, man. They're not playing well. Um, they haven't yeah, been was playing tough, well tough lately tough loss at all. For them.
0: Tough loss yeah. for them, for sure. Yeah, the Flyers look good, man. I was actually at the game, brought the uh, little Rugrats there and probably only snuck in maybe one, one period with all the distractions and air
1: well, you hockey. You got to play bubble hockey, and, all that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: This and oh, that, but uh, I did catch the first period. Uh, obviously, a strong start and
1: um yeah great start
0: yeah, great start for shift sniping uh tilly first uh first period you know, good energy it's always like you go in the second yeah. period and you wonder if they are able to carry that into the next uh period but uh you know they, they did and it was, a, it was a it was a big win for them and again keeping Ovi off the the scoreboard
3: wow.
1: that's tough uh, to do man tough
0: to do yeah he looked not he didn't look very interested so i don't know if there was you know something going on with all the the craziest yeah. in the world, but, uh, you didn't look very interested. Uh, not the, not the OB that I remember anyways, you,
1: you know, what's funny. I, like, you know, I'm kind of a hockey nerd. I watch a lot. Um, and they, their team seemed a little uninterested lately, um, in their game. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, it's not good for Lav. He's only been there two years and hopefully it's not where he's kind of losing the, them, but like, this is the stretch where you really want to start playing well. Um, coming you know like getting into the playoffs looks like they will make the playoffs i don't i don't think that uh anyone's going to be able to catch them so it'd yeah. be a quick uh quick first round out if they don't if they don't find a way to pick it up i think they need help goaltending but well, that's just me but uh we'll see what happens
0: yeah, yeah it would be interesting it'd be a, it'd be a sh- it'd be a shame with the talent they have there and again i'm not sure exactly what's going on and I let me mean, Lavi does have a tendency to, to wear on guys uh over time, it's uh, based on how how relentless he is on on certain guys and just his his intensity. But uh, you know, it's whether it's that or just some of this uh, you know a side fluff that's going on around the world that uh, you know a couple of their star players are dealing with. Uh, yeah, you know, who, who knows what it is? But you know, on the Flyers' side of things, they're, they're 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 obviously trending in the right way. Their effort has been there. I mean, at least the last how many games you could say the effort's been there um but they're able to squeeze out a win and hopefully they can build off that you know they they seem a little bit uh a little bit uh spotty with uh you know with with their uh, outcomes but you know it's a big one against a, a team like that
1: so yeah it was good give them some confidence here and you know just try to win as many games as you can you know it's all they can do at this you. point. Play hard, and compete, and they're competing. I know we've been saying that, but they really are competing. So, yep. it's, it's, it's all you all can, you can really ask? For. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we're getting closer, and closer to rigs to the to the uh, trade deadline. So, be interesting to see, man. What you know, yeah. what happens here? This team yeah. could look a lot different in in a couple of weeks. You know, yeah. for the rest of this season, anyway. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I'd be interested.
0: I, I kind of, I kind of hope something happens uh, just for the sake of the individuals that are going to land up moving uh, and, and just the team itself. There just needs to be something, you know, something needs to, to happen to, yeah, to make sense uh, going into next year. And and also for the guys that would potentially be moved, you know, to, to have an opportunity to, to win. So looking forward to see what happens. And I think, I think
1: we're ready to check out the hound nest. This kid after the hound, this guy he scares me, man. The hound, when he shakes your hand. He almost ripped my shoulder off. <laughs> he's well, a
0: strong one, that man. I love this guy. Yeah, well, I guess he's the the thing is- <laughs> He's
1: he's the man. I I remember when I met him when I was a kid. Him and my dad, were, you know, good buddies and always doing. stuff. my dad actually worked with him for a while. One of his businesses, right. and he would like just grab a hold of me. I. I'm like, you're going to break something. Because he grabbed me by the neck and my I just hear my whole vertebrae. <laughs> he grabbed the <laughs> hold of me, shook his hand, and almost broke every bone in my hand. But let's get after it with a hound. He's the man.
0: Absolutely. Episode 64, presented to you by Cureleaf, your premium medical marijuana dispensary in Pennsylvania. Check them out at cureleaf.com. All right, Nass episode 64 let's
1: go let's go welcome back
0: i'm riley cote
1: and i'm derek Suttlemeyer. this week we are very happy to have our good friend bob the hound kelly two-time stanley cup winner hound what's going on not too
2: much not too much like everybody else we're battling through this stuff but uh thank you very much for having me on look forward to your show i've been watching a lot of your episodes out there so you guys have fun there's no question
1: yeah, for sure we yeah, do. Try we try to. We, we really appreciate you taking the time, Hound, and coming on. Now, there's a few uh, – f- we've heard a few nicknames, speaking of me calling you the Hound. Yeah. And uh, Riles was uh, <laughs> telling me, now Machine Gun Kelly, I had heard, because Joe Watson told me you were just going so fast when you were playing with the, with the punches, Okay, not just your goal and the, scoring. And, and, and the pins. And get the, pins, the pins. You got the pins going pretty hard. You <laughs> never Your feet never stop moving. But there was a few other uh, nicknames that came up riles yeah. i didn't know if you want yeah.
0: to yeah we'll, we May as well line. just jump right into it no you don't have
2: to i know you're going right to the grass fairy <laughs> i know what? you're going right to what? the grass fairy <laughs> i don't know where that came from it's out there it's not not me
0: oh not my god i saw that i was like wow hannah how i didn't i didn't know that about you man that one out just, the grass fairy here that,
2: that just that just appeared out of nowhere i have no idea who pooped Put it up there, who launched it, or whatever. But no, that's not me. No, not, right. no, oh. no one's ever called you that before. It was just no, like something that no. came up you, on And the- if you do, it's only once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, great. That's I, I had to jump right into yeah, that. Yeah, I know, but, right? uh, but, Hound,
1: uh, obviously, Riley and I see you quite a bit, and we know uh, a lot of what you do. But why don't you tell uh, viewers and, and listeners exactly what you got going on?
2: Well, you know what, it's a, it's evolved to a lot of different things. I mean, I've been there for 18 years now, and uh, Mr. Snyder brought me back because they had World Be Free at the time with the Sixers out oh, there. Right. And so I thank World Be Free every day from my job that I have. And mine is mostly, uh, we got the younger, brighter kids like you that, set a lot of the stuff up that we go do but just we're in the community being involved in community rallies. you're in the learn to play program marshy may we go around the different rinks and help kids out it's a lot more uh less stress when you're out there with the kids having some fun but you know we go from uh, i get the opportunity to do the hometown hero to all the people that we owe everything to uh all the time we get the mites on ice down there which shows up for a lot do the sweet visits down there but then we're very active in the community Um, thanks to Brad Marsh because we're out there. We're always putting on different things, and thanks to the alumni and you guys for showing up to help us. Uh, You know, we do the big golf outing every year, get 50, 60 alumni guys back. we got the walk run coming up here, Mm -hmm. you know, a reenactment of the Washington Crossing there. Yeah, yeah. So that should be be fun out there. Uh, Thanks to you. Thanks to COVID, we don't have Friday night fights. Uh, that got canceled again, uh, so we hope to you know redo that. So we're just out there trying to be involved in everything. There's a lot of grassroots things that we're doing in the individual ranks and communities. Uh, we just went down did site visits for five different places uh, down the shore that we do the caravan, the traveling caravan mm-hmm. going through and giving people, and then the different initiatives that everybody comes up with. You know, we all jump in and lend a hand in there. So. Um, you know, no days, no two days are the same, which yeah. is nice, that's nice and yeah. kind of have my freedom. But um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun giving back to people.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know, for sure. I was gonna say when when we we're at the games, like you're just buzzing. I mean, you're everywhere, which it's awesome. People enjoy seeing you, and uh, you know, when my son did the mites on ice, it's great. You come down there, get the kids jacked up. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, it's so it's so cool, and you know, they're all like, you know, that's Bob. You know, I'm telling them who you are, and because they. You know, the Mites are seven years old, but Elvis knows who you were anyway. Um, But it's really cool what you guys do. You do a lot for the community, and it's awesome. Yeah. I don't even know how you have that much time to to get around.
0: I mean, you're you're pulled in every which direction and every which event, and I mean... I mean how, how, how does this work? do you do you have any say on some of the stuff that you're involved in or you just kind of go wherever they tell you? Well, contractually,
2: we have a lot to do obviously with we Blackberry. We've got the 15 rings out oh, there right, yeah. then we have a lot of sponsorships down there that host hosting Club Box four. <clears throat> so we try to get down and, and get around and get in there for them. We do a lot of drawings and picks and stuff of like that. So um, I don't do as many suite visits as I used to do so I can get around the building a little bit quicker, but when you used to be up top there in the loft, and all the time you got to get down to the bottom yeah, right. and you're looking at time. And now that now the game's so much faster, there's hardly any whistles. So you really got to step it up, keep an eye on the clock, which way you're going. But, you know, it, it's all good. It, you know, I really enjoy it. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah 100 percent. Well, you do a hell of a job. I mean, yeah. you got the personality,
0: obviously, right. You're good with people or you're good in the community and, and you got the background. I mean, you're one of the original Broad Street Bullies yeah. and, you know, generation after generation still, still knows who you guys are and, uh. You know, it's it's amazing to see your impact in the community still. I mean, you smile on your face and people love it, man. Yeah, you know, they do. They really it's do. It's a really powerful you, thing. You
2: guys are very kind. I do some uh, senior citizen visits too because a lot of our a lot of our fan clubs are in there and that. So I, I did a I did a gentleman that was uh, was 104 years old. Wow. We gave him a jersey. Then I did a lady that about three weeks later. She she was 101. I said, you know, maybe I can hook you guys up together. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in a couple of different places out there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, awesome. you, you get a chance to touch everything, uh, you know, uh, through Brad there and the different events we do. Um, you know, we're, we're going to start. Getting a little more involved with, like, YMCA, helping them out. They're, yeah. they're getting involved in some of the things that we're doing that. So the sponsorship's been really good to to get people, you know, coming on board with us. So they must believe in what we do.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, 100%. Riley, you love that song, YMCA. Oh, of course. <laughs> so <laughs> so it it's perfect. I think Riley should be. Put that on the eight-track player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <right>? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, man. are uh, well, you're, you're retired from playing with the Flyers alumni now, right, Hound? I mean, I, I think maybe, what, a couple of years ago now, you're – packed her in?
2: Yeah, a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Th- there's no need. Nobody wants to watch a, a guy 71 years old out there skating around the ice. There's no purpose to that. No? Dude. No.
0: We're still no. watching Smoke and Joe floating around out there. Well, I
2: don't think you call that smoke. I think you call, <laughs> I think you call that almost seizure. Um... He's still using the equipment, I think, from 1968. Oh, right? he is, uh, yeah. for sure. You, you know, you seen him in, in the locker room there, you know, with duct taping his elbow pads, yeah. duct taping <laughs> it. Oh, my God. You know, there's no way you could block a shot. You guys today, you're fully padded front and back. You're taking <laughs> shots in the back there, and Joe's not going to suck that up there. But uh, I give him a lot of credit for being out there. 100%. He's a, he's a diehard. He's there two hours before the game. Yes, he Takes is. Takes him that long to get started. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But... You know, he's sure. the epitome of what a flyer is all about and, and mm-hmm. the relationship he had with the flyer's organization. He had Snyder all the way down there. He's just a trooper. He gets involved in anything, uh, loves to go fishing, loves to go skiing. Yeah. You know, he talks about the grizzly bears. <laughs> he didn't know what the hell a cell phone was up in Smithers. no <laughs>
0: yeah, right. cell towers
2: you, up no, there. he just yelled from mountain to mountain for Christ's <laughs> sake. That's all. But uh, he, he's truly a legend, and he's really a, the epitome of what the flyer is all about. He, he embodies He embodies the code
1: kind of. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny, Hound, uh, one time you were probably there, this was years ago, when when my dad was still trying to lace him up and, and play a net, you guys needed, I guess, whoever was playing goalie normally with the alumni, Perro, maybe David Perro used to play with you guys and stuff. Uh we were playing at Pensacola, or you guys were playing at Pensacola, and you're p- playing like fire department or something. And they had a little kid out there, and you guys are winning eight nothing, and Joe's losing his mind. He's <laughs> he's fired up. I got a back check, you know, Joe. Back check, back check, you know, Joe yeah, Watson, yeah. Joe Watson. And uh, my dad's in the net, so my dad gets a puck. He comes out to play the puck. Well, he starts skating down the ice a little bit. You know, just being a goof. The game's eight nothing. It's a charity thing, and Joe's losing his mind. Get back, and on that, side. And then they let the little kid come out, and his kid shoots, and my dad lets it go through. There goes the shot out, Joe. <laughs> 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 and my and my dad was like, "I told you he's nuts." I'm like, "Okay, I didn't I didn't know he was that into it, but uh, yeah, he it's fun watching him play and listening to him. He's fired up, man. Oh yeah, all, he must have been was was he like crazy when he played like that?
2: Very intense, very, very intense. intense. He's uh, he's there really. It's all about hockey. I mean, we didn't have any music to listen to. We didn't watch TVs in there. I mean, he just – you get in there, you worked on your sticks, and you chum with the guys and stuff like that. Didn't you play one of your first games with us up in the Northeast Skate Zone? Yes. Didn't you play with Danny Briere? Yeah. And didn't you score 10 goals, 11 (laughs) goals on open net? I did. And I keep yelling – there's no contract coming, man. There's yeah. no contract coming. Share For the puck 10 around.
0: Keys? Man, Ten goals. B
2: just putting it on the tape every oh, shit. I was going to say, he like, will what, give you tap Joe's yelling, B, Jesus Christ, stop shooting. <laughs> stop shooting. <laughs> <laughs> i got an open net. How can I not hit the net? Oh, yeah. Yeah, stop Joe, shooting. Joe,
0: Joe hated hated when you get you know past the seven eight goal marks because oh really oh yeah because it slows down the game. He's like best than that. and you know what I mean. Just like <laughs> stop with the yeah. whistle. shoot over that, hit the goalie
2: in the head and let it go by. Hit the oh, boards, make it sound man. good. Oh yeah, and oh. then Frank Frank the animal there, then he'd score goals.
1: Jesus Christ, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Frank Frank played a men's league with me one day. It was more of like a pickup instead of a men's league, and he scored about twelve goals. And every time he scored, he sallied. Come I'm on. like, dude. There's, you don't have to celebrate out here. Like, you play with a bunch of kids and stuff. Yes, yeah, Frank. Get the big blaster from oh, Redline. Hey? Everything, high toe drag. He was doing it all with his, no tape on his. On but that—that's
2: that's what makes a team is individual uh, antics that people do. The, the way their chemistry is made up. I mean, that's what blends into being a team. We all got different personalities, yeah, right? But we all have one common goal, and that's what you know, to go out there and play hard and win. That's all. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, I was just going back on on Joe. Were you up in the game in uh, in Portland, Maine, against the uh, the Boston Bruins alumni? It was a few years back when he, when when J- uh, Smoke and Joe bro- blew out his knee there. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mean, yeah. we were on, the, I think that we're was on a, the ice together. That actually. was in
2: that was in Maine. Yeah, yeah. He went down. He went down there. I was just coming on the ice and was out there, but you, you could hear him. He was he was in excruciating pain right around the center ice, right? Yeah. He was, right, he was right over there. the
0: blue line. You were on the ice, I, yeah. and myself, too. And I
2: go over there, to look at him, and he rolls over, and he goes, Jesus Christ, I got to go skiing tomorrow. <laughs> I don't have time to be hurt here. <laughs> so he, he ended up flying him back. He couldn't drive back yeah, in the car. No.
0: Yeah, yeah, but the, it was like you could hear a pin drop in the building because he yelled so much, and all you he could hear was that he was talking, he was yelling about his ski trip the next day with his nephew or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> That's all you could think about. It. Good memory, good job on that one. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? But, you know, yeah, when I think of Joe, I just think of, like, you know, he played every game like it was the Stanley Cup, you know, Stanley Cup Finals, well, you know, even like all these alumni games. He's first guy ready to rock, and he's like yeah. getting guys ready to go and all this stuff. Yeah, just, yeah. I just, like, just, I, I well, think it's, it's Well, you're,
2: you're a tough guy, and – uh I go back to when I was coaching on the bench there against the Warriors there Jimmy Watson's rink last yeah. year and I look I'm looking at the lineup going across there what a huge team. I wouldn't want to get anywhere near any of those guys. I mean, from Terry Karkner all the way, they just got bigger. Jody Shelley out yeah, there. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, the guys that came back. That was one of the biggest teams I've ever seen. And Brownies? Could right, kick, right. You know, <laughs> can kick the crap out of anybody in the, in the regular NHL, I think, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I yeah, remember laughing some. about that Fridgey, Brownie. That's uh, crazy. What? Now Al was there? Jesse? And, uh, Jesse Bowleries. Uh, like Dave Brown, I think we said Dave Brown already. Yeah, but every yeah, other guy was, it like was legitimate heavyweight huge. in their era. <laughs> yeah. Big huge. team, scary team. Yeah, try uh. well, mixing
2: a salad once in a while. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were skill guys that day.
1: Yeah, you had to be. You had to be. <laughs> weak. It was
2: good though. The Warriors really had a great time. The first time they've had a chance to really test themselves, kind of whatever. And yeah, you know, John Leclerc was swimming all over the ice out there. Briere's making the plays, nobody passed him. He's down swimming, squirreling there. So, but it was really good. It was good for everybody. So it's you know all the way around was a win situation. Yeah, for sure. Had
0: to humble some of those guys, eh? Yeah, yeah, right. Devin Riccio and yeah, Richie, Phil, all those guys. Yeah, yep. they talk a big game. They were they were excited for that one. Yeah, that was. You cool. do
2: realize that Riccio is a Ex sniper, right? Oh, I oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what we were talking about with Marshy. We're like,
1: this guy's a sniper. He can't find the net, though, when he shoots. <laughs> Sorry, Roll Richie. out of the cannon. Sorry, Richie. Different type of sniper, I guess. Yeah, right? different type. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. That's what Marshy said. This guy was a sniper? He can't hit the net.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: good. Yeah. We just want to talk about your, your career, obviously, and uh, you're a third round pick, and I think in, in today's. Game, you've been a first rounder. Yeah, thir- thir-
1: she- thirty second overall. Yeah. You need to call back and say, "Hey, where's that first round money?"
2: <laughs> no, I think I'll pass on that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's great. But you had an incredible career. Um,
0: you know, ten years with the Flyers, two with Washington, two Stanley Cups, and uh, uh, I was actually looking at your stats and, and amazed that you, you mean not not that I discredited your skill, but you got <laughs> you had some you had some really good numbers. Yeah,
2: you and, did consistently. Right? I mean, like. Oh. Fred you say if, I, if I'm scoring goals he's using me wrong so I was happy with that so oh, you're over
0: over 10 goals a year a couple 20 yeah. plus goals yeah uh. That's pretty impressive. Not,
1: not to, to get t- ahead, I want to show us your
2: miracles do happen. Hey, yeah, right. <laughs> well, you
1: know what uh, your good buddy and my dad said, Sudsy, uh, he Not to get ahead, I want to talk about the Flyers. But he said when you got traded to Washington, you went you went in there and you, you scored twenty six. He said he set hockey back ten years. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did.
2: But you know what happened is that you know I had ten great years here with the Flyers, so uh, I get traded. It, it, it comes up to people, so. That year, our last game of the season, we were playing against Washington, and they had missed the playoffs the year before that. So they, uh, they decided to fire the coaches down there. And uh, I had the last game we had there uh, – what's his name, Risling decided he wanted to run me and get things started. So it was no need to, they were winning. So anyways, we go through, we go through the duel, do the dances. stuff like that. we come kind of up back, beat them, knock them out. Now, you know, it's like being traded. So now you got to walk into their locker room Aww. after knocking them out. So yeah. it's kind of like a little bit in there. Plus we had, uh, the first year was great with, with Greeny down there and stuff like that. He was, he was a really good coach. We had a good team. I played with Pee Wee and Prony. We got the points line played well. Um, Still power had power play time. Still had some fights in there. Yeah, yeah. fought Homer down there. He Did come, you? Tra- he came tracking me down. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's all it's all good stuff though. So then uh, we don't make the playoffs, and uh, so then they fire. They bring in they bring in Brian Murray, they bring in Roger Crozier, the goaltender I scored against in Buffalo, and mm-hmm. they brought in another henchman. But they had no use for the older guys. So like I played like 18 games up until uh, uh, December and uh i kept my house here and everything like that so i just said you know i went in there and i said you know, get me out of here this organization sucks and, oh yeah uh, just went down I said, yeah so i i left down there on a, on a negative note oh, oh really was yeah. not you bad. mutually parted ways you just, yeah 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 just get me out of here i had no use was to it say. Hey? no need to stay. didn't want to wow Word Good for for you. I mean. well they got rid of uh pat ribble left down there pierre bouchard retired down there okay. and hanks laven i think he went out as well too so they had no use for the young guys and then Brian Murray's theory is he threatens you with, I'm going to send you to Hershey. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. not happening. That's I'll bring up cool. that Francis Getty kid or whatever his name Oh, is. yeah, Lou <laughs> Francis Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lou, Lou good <laughs> kid too, yeah. I mean, it's not his fault. You go where <laughs> right. you're yeah, told right. to go there. So Seriously. he was good there. I mean, it's all good. So, you know, you're going to go that way. So, so I tried I, I tried to catch on with Boston. They just made a trade with uh, Buffalo there. He, he was loaded with young guys up there. So I called Pulley in Chicago. He said, I'll take you. But he said, I'm full and I'm healthy. So you'd have to go to the uh, out to the East Coast <laughs> where the team was out there. And I said, no, nah, I don't think I want to play in that. No, that's not going to happen. So I came back and I said, hey, Keith, I said, I got a great deal for you. doesn't cost you any money. You know, I'm not disruptive. I said, just uh, just sign me so I can go out there, play against Washington, just one game. That's all I want to do. And I said, I'm not marking the players, but I might go after the coaches. So, <laughs> so he said, no, we can't do that. I said, all right. So I understand that. So it was, it was time to, to move on and get involved. Yeah. Yeah, I guess
0: you know know when your time's up, and when it's not feeling right, and if you're in an environment that's not uh, overly productive for yourself, it's best to just yeah. uh, Yeah. Good for you though, being able to do that. I mean, on your own
1: time and. Get me out of here! <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: right. Yeah, um, get me out of here. But you, you you touched on your, your big goal there, uh, arguably one of the biggest goals in the Flyers' history. Yes. Uh, walk us through through that goal. I actually landed watching it this morning and uh, <laughs> feeling the energy of the hound getting on the forecheck. But uh, yeah, just that yeah, talk. Walk us through it because it's obviously uh, uh, it's a pretty special moment for you.
2: Well, I was well rested. He didn't use me much in the game, <laughs> so I, I had lots I had lots of energy, and it's just the way it works out. And you know, the current guys get get crap from the reporters and stuff like that because they don't practice a shootout like with freddy everything was repetitious you can go out there and be sleeping and still go through the drills and we we practiced that drill coming around the net so many times it was crazy uh you know homer started the three on three out there in the corners we started doing all that and you practice a shootout and so it was something that we had done and just the way it played out and uh you know, thank God Korob didn't really get me real square, but he got me. He got he's a me. big man, eh? Yeah. Oh, he's huge. Yeah. He's huge. I'll tell you a story about him in a second. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I just come around the corner there, and uh, Crozier went, moved his legs to go, and he opened up, so I just slipped it in there. So... Um, if you, if you watch the trailer and that footage, I skate right over to the bench and I said, "Hey, Freddie, you owe me five bucks." Yeah. Because the winning guy used to get five bucks when we did these these drills and the shootouts and all that stuff. So that's a tank of gas in the old day with yeah, the Corvette. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill your vet so up. It was good, but <laughs> it was it was good and got used at the right time and the right guys, and then you know Billy put it away.
0: Right. Yeah. Is there any truth to uh, in between the second and third period that the assistant coach rumped the to Fred Shiro and said? You know how you know Hound's been sitting here. He's full of energy. I think we should you know put him on, put him out there.
2: Yeah, that was Mike Nicklick. Mike like, Nicklick. Yeah, we were more afraid of Buffalo than we were of Boston. Um, even though I wasn't playing in Boston, we were more more afraid of, uh, of Buffalo because they had such highly skilled players. I mean, mm-hmm. you got Pearl out there, They're defensemen. I mean, those guys really could grind and play hockey. I mean, they could skate. I mean, you know, they were they were a formidable team to go up against. But yeah. we we're just happy to the way it worked out. Yeah, for sure. I
0: thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. You know. I mean uh, you you made a joke about like sitting there and having energy but like that there was truth behind that where the assistant coach actually well obviously recognized that you were sitting there and you're obviously a bundle of energy but to start start the period right you started the period yep. with uh, Bobby Clark and Reggie leach I believe right yep. which is you know you know a testament to you know, as an assistant coach, observing, and you know, maybe needing energy, but obviously it worked out. I guess if he
2: would have been a dash, he would have <laughs> 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 <You really laughs> probably lost his job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it I worked out and it was great. Like I said, you know, the, the second cup was was sweeter than the first cup because the. Uh, I think the staff who who ran the spectrum for five bucks you could come in the back door and you could stand there and watch where the Zamboni's go, you know where the doors are. Yeah, yeah. So then we win the game, they open the doors and all the people were out on the ice. Oh, so right. it was crazy. Schultz is trying to push people away, Billy Fment's trying to push people <laughs> away and stuff like that. And then the second cup was, was sweeter because we got a chance to enjoy it in Buffalo. We got a chance to fly back with the cup. Yeah. And got a chance I,
1: to. It was actually a question I, I was going to ask you because I think we asked Billy Clement. I'm like, you know, you win the cup and, and all these people are grabbing and pulling and probably trying to grab the cup too. Like, I was like, I think I asked Billy, was that like a pain in the ass? He goes, yes, it was yeah, fucking yeah. awful. But I thought you kind of <laughs> answered that there. That That's you know, nowadays, obviously, if you jump on the ice here, someone's knocking you out. Oh, <laughs> You yeah, know, you can't yeah. get on the ice. But
0: Probably serving some jail time these days. Yeah, that. for sure. So I'll,
2: I'll take you back to Buffalo with Korab, right? Yeah, please do. So uh, the boards were low there, if you remember, in Buffalo and that. So Korab's a big man, 6'4", whatever. So he gets drilled right at our bench, and he, he bends over the bench. So when he when he's over the bench, Billy Barber smacks him in the face, with his, gives him a punch, an uppercut. So he gets up. And he point he points over at Billy, and Billy says, "I didn't do it. Clarky did it." And he points to Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way teamwork is. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, you
1: guys went back to back, right? And then Freddie
2: goes, "Okay, uh, Clark, Kelly, and uh, and Leach again, probably." And uh, I go, "Oh God, this is really gonna hurt." So, get out, get out in the ice. I'm going. Well, let's. What's the best way to fight this guy? I'm just going through in my head. Corb starts tating towards Clarky, so I just start kind of cruising there a little bit. Clarky puts the stick. He said he said some explicitives that I can't repeat. Yeah. He said basically I'm going to hit you right over the head with my stick. Corb kind of goes, really, and he's a great guy. Jerry's a really good he? guy. And he said I think I'll pass on this one. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going like thank God I didn't have to fight him. Oh my God! <laughs> wow, yeah, a little threat, but really? I'm stop him in his tracks.
3: <laughs> he's yeah, yeah, that's Frank, pretty he did good. It. <laughs> that's fucking great.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, oh, man. It's all about laughs. Yeah, you know, it is right. You uh, talk about the, uh, you know, the, um, the parades, because obviously, I mean, it's... A community thing, right? I mean, you went in a, in a city like Philly, <laughs> and, and like the, just the buzz around it, and it's yeah. got. It. I mean, I've seen some of the pictures. The in picture,
1: the, Same. the aerial yeah. pictures are just amazing. Oh, when Snyder started, that
2: Mr. Snyder started there, it was fifty-five hundred people in the building, and yeah. they put the third <clears throat> tier in there, and were sold out. It was really hard to get tickets in there. So the city was pumped because there hadn't been a championship since nineteen sixty. Right. So the city was really pumped for it and had no idea re- really what to expect. Uh, the roads getting in out of Philly are not like they are today, obviously. So you only had certain ways of getting in the highway, getting into the city, and uh, they had no idea what to do. The Eagles was great because they had the barriers up; the players could get off the bus, they could walk a little bit, hmm. and we were riding inside cars with moon roofs. And finally, like, people were pulling at you through the windows; they wanted to see us. So we all got up and started sitting in the, the back of the moon roofs, and the people are like walking right beside the car there. And you know, you got all the strippers up on the poles up there. Oh, darn! You know the grease up. <laughs> You got, you got the the pictures we got down there in, in the lounge there. You've seen what that's like. Yeah. And they're, they're right beside you. You have nowhere to go. And then, of course, Bernie, he decides he has to go to the bathroom. So he stops to pray. The prey keeps on going. Yeah. We're way back here. For him to run in there, probably sign the toilet seat and whatever else he used. So. <laughs> You know, legendary, legendary.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So
2: somebody come up with a brainwave again. The finances weren't weren't put out there with with a lot of great thought. That for the second parade, what we'll do is we'll come down Broad Street, we'll head to the park there, Roosevelt Park or whatever the hell it was called. But as we're coming down there, we're on a flatbed, just something you put your car on to tow it. And uh, anyway, so we're driving down there, and everybody's going like, we got to we got to go to the bathroom. Man, we've been sitting on this thing for so long, cruising at no speed whatsoever. So you know where the uh, the Penrose bridge is, right? Mm-hmm. So the cops shut it off on this side, they shut it off on that side, and the airport side truck drives up to the top of the bridge so nobody could c- come over the bridge and we all get off the bus it's like man <laughs> this feels good it's all running down the road so you know those are kind of the highlights that you remember you yeah. have to remember exactly. those, oh yeah. Right. yeah big highlights here yeah oh, so we didn't have the God. luxury of a bus with the toilet on it or yeah right no,
1: it wasn't part no it. the, maybe it's a good thing there weren't cell phones then with the, yeah, with I the, the cameras that. you know <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Well, when you see
2: the parade of cops all the way down Broad Street fall, fall the line that it went and stuff like that it was it was really cool but uh, like I said you know but there was no riding there was no looting. There was no damage. There was nothing. It was just you know, just a joyous city. The yeah, city right, awesome, I bet. So, Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. We're uh, still milking
1: it at forty seven Yeah, right. Hey, hey, yeah, still you know toast what? to the town. It's a <laughs> Flyers land. It's a big deal, though. I mean, you know, you win. It's it's so hard to win, uh, especially. Well, even now too, with the thirty-two teams and they're yeah, right. you know. Pretty competitive for the most part. I mean, you see enough hockey, but it's a it's a big time accomplishment two years in a row. And it's just you guys different. are legends, man. Seriously, you, yeah, you are though. You are. You really are.
2: You, you you should be. Well, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are passing away. We lost uh, Clark Gillies, sixty seven years I old. Know. I mean, obviously, Emil Francis just passed away at ninety five. Is in there. So many good. Mike Nicoluk passed away. So you know, we got some. Some of our ex-players that have passed away in that, and it, it just hurts when you see that list up there. And you you were on yeah. the ice for us, something like, when you're watching that, but it's part of life. So enjoy, and we did, yeah. and yep. you move on. Yeah, yep.
0: I think the interesting part about like how how you guys won was obviously the you say the the creation of the identity of the Broad Street Bullies and Ed Snyder, you know, recognizing that you know we're not going to get pushed around, and that's how you guys defined yourself, and and, and it worked obviously for a few years. And then I think eventually the other teams. Matched you guys, and it wasn't really much of an advantage. Could you talk about the, you know, the mentality of, of, of the team, and then you know the city having that, uh, you know, that yeah.
2: uh, label. Well, we tried to keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You know, we're farm boys. We just had fun, right? But yeah. um, you know, the, the you got the three Plager brothers, and you got Picard from St. Louis, and they used to just crush and punish and punish the Flyers. Because when the expansion started, there was only 12 teams, and you got the cast off. I don't mean it that way disrespectful to them, but you you got the, kind of the guys that weren't doing much being around there, so they got pushed around quite a bit. So Snyder got tired of it. He said, we're going to change the culture. So, you know, he went out. He he, uh, he got Seleski, who was big. He brought Schultz in that really was a goal scorer, believe it or not. Um, and he brought him in because he, he used to fight. And, you know, Davey got, knocked a guy out there and got, hey, this is pretty cool. So... <laughs> You know, everybody, and, and you fought a lot of guys, so you know the mentality. The mentality is that, you know, like, Clarkie would, not Clarkie, Schulte would would fight for his reputation, whereas I would go out and fight to defend a teammate or something. Like that, somebody who got ran from behind or pushed or whatever, and you, you had the same, same similar things. Certain guys you want to go out and try. I watched some Aaron Ashman fights there. They yeah, <laughs> they're, they're good fights. But, uh, you know, so we were kind of built that way. But, you know, when you got a guy like Van Imp and, and Joe Watson back in the back and... and uh, Barry Ashby and you know, the Hillmans were back there in the day and stuff like that. And and you, you watch those guys, they bring so much leadership and so much of the way they play the game. And like if Eddie, Eddie could body check you, that would be fine, but he'd just sooner just spear you. And that yeah. was Eddie. You go near Eddie, he's going to spear you. So everybody had a different, different style. Um, you know, we brought in Paul Holmgren, that kind of replaced Schultze and then they brought in Ben Wilson, and yeah. like he was right over the top. I mean, he was six foot three, two twenty five, just a scary man with wiry eyes and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. And he doesn't cut; he can fight. And you know yourself as a fighter, that everybody every time you get ready to play a team, they bring somebody up who's supposed to go out and challenge you and match you. You guys asked for the dance, you know, be the old days, you just go out and dance and got it over with. But I remember we went into Detroit, and they brought that John Hillworth up. If okay. you remember him, he's yeah. six foot four, two twenty-five, long flowing locks. <clears throat> so opening shift, opening shift, uh, I happened to make the lineup again, which was nice. Schultz he was out there, Ben Wilson was out there. And uh, <laughs> Puck Puck goes in the far corner, goes back. We win the draw, goes back in the back corner, and uh, you know, all, all ten guys are heading for the corner. Somebody goes to grab Ben and Ben just moving away. Like he was focused on you. He went in there, first punch knocks him out. He grabs him as he's going down the ice. He kept hitting him and hitting him. He's already out. He's on, laying on the ice with the long hair and Ben smashing his head, you know, into the ice. So wow. that's the way we started the game there. Well, this is going to be a nice short day. Yeah, Yeah, I say. <laughs> yeah. so oh I mean, that, that's God. the way it was back in those days. And yeah. now you gotta somebody who's a tough guy won't fight you. You used to have to ask the guys out and stuff like that. But I'll you know, let that that would be more for Schultzy and for Ben. I don't. Yeah. When,
1: when you guys, so when when Mr. Snyder decided he was going to change the identity, um, was it something he addressed to you guys, or did you just kind of? Or the coach, you know, like how? I
2: think, I think uh, Ed Snyder got a man, gave a mandate to a Keith Allen to go out there and get some stuff done. Yeah. Get some stuff. I mean, and like you said, you know, when the Islanders came in in 72, they were they were fodder. I mean, everybody went through them. So, you know, in comes the Gillies, in comes to Tonelli, Nystrom, Howitt, Billy Smith is smashed in the back of your leg. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, yeah, Keep right. in there. You filled that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of culture. Boston Bruins, you go in there, you got O'Reilly, you got Winzig, you got... Uh, uh, Jonathan, I mean, yeah. there's plenty of Looney Tunes you can, oh, yeah. you can have fun with, but all just quality people. That's just the way they play the game. So yeah. You, yeah. you respect that, and you go out, and you, you do your thing. If you win, you win, and you lose,
1: you lose. That's all. Leave it all out there. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yeah, exactly. We, we were talking, Riley and I were talking about this earlier, and I, I obviously I've we know my record in fighting. It's not <laughs> good. I don't ever want to fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But we were talking about uh, when you guys, Riley never, I don't know if you were ever in a bench clear, but I know it was kind of gone take it away, but when you guys are out there and and it's everyone on the ice, are you, like, at all in the back of your head worried about someone coming and suckering you, even though if you're one-on-one fighting, you know what I mean? No. Or did you just really, eh, it's just is just was still
0: respectful in the, in the sense of a brawl, right? There was no guys just, like, floating around and and... and, and and dropping guys. It no,
1: was.
2: we had some some great brawls. Uh, Randy Holt, obviously, when he was oh, with L.A., it. that started in, in the spectrum. That was a, that was a huge brawl. That one going on and stuff like that. I mean, everybody was just was throwing and having fun. But he was good. Um, that Cummins guy, I can't remember his first name, but when he hit Clarky over the head with a stick, so we emptied the bench. And uh, in fact, we weren't. We emptied the bench, had the fight. And then when we went out to play them uh in Oakland, I guess it was, we went right into the right into the penalty box to get 'em
1: so come on, yeah
2: seriously, wow. Seriously, there's some footage out there, but you know those are things that get going, but you know when you're involved in all that stuff, I mean you grew up fighting as you know most of us grew up in the street fighting, so yeah, it's no big deal right
1: I I'd be scared, I'd be scared to death. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'd be shitting. Unlike my dad who would jump out there and fight in his street clothes. And like, he did that too. He did. Yeah. He's uh, got the pictures to uh, prove and, it. And then you see him and you're like, how the hell did he not get killed?
2: So I you're like, him. this is a, a quick story about your dad. So we're we're going to Peterborough to play hockey. We got the bus loaded up. We got Pat Fieto from Rexy's on board, whether oh, we Dr. Okay. Carlino, Withers. we needed a doctor, and then God knows what went on in the back of the bus. I have no idea. So we roll we were all, we all in the Peterborough to play, so we got out there in the tournament and then we won, so it wasn't over yet, but we won, but we had to stay Sunday, which nobody really wanted to stay Sunday. So we get out on the ice to start the game, to play the championship game. You know, Clarkey just wants to get out of there. Pat Fiatal wants to go home. Carlino's going to take a plane home. So just, you know, suck it up have some fun with it. So, you know, first shift, Rick McClish risks a puck, hits hits their goaltender in the head and knocks him out. He's down. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a backup goaltender. So uh-huh. like, what are we going to do now? Sudsy, because we had a backup goal. Yeah. Sudsy, get in the net down there. So he's in the net down there. I go down and stand in front of him and he starts chopping the back of my legs. He's hacking my legs. He's pushing me and stuff like that. It's called hockey, Bob, as he would speak. <laughs> so about my second or third shift after that, I get out there. So I went. I had a nice opportunity. to play was moving away from him, So I went through and I just cleaned him out of the net. I said, it's called hockey, Sots. <laughs> <laughs> but your that dad has classic. so much, your dad has so much character and stuff oh, like that. He's so, so funny to be around, kept the boys loose and stuff like that. And you know, he plays some pretty good goal back in those days he's Uh, an all-around athlete yeah he was round (laughs) (laughs) he still is is, yeah Uh, oh that's hilarious you you
0: were talking about leadership and ed snyder um you know briefly there and and you know top down right i mean leadership from the ownership and and then within the locker room coach and and a guy like bobby clark and all these guys they talk about the importance of that in 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 your era and and how much of how much of an impact it had on you guys' success well
2: when you're a 19-year-old kid and, and, you, and you walk into the locker room uh, and you see all these guys who are pros, some guys are aging in there and stuff like that. I mean, it's just an aura. It's just a respectful aura that you're just happy to be in there. Mm-hmm. Be like walking into into Colorado's and you see all all the stars, and they're going to Edmonton all the stars, and yeah. you wonder, I might might have the wrong locker room. <laughs> yeah, you, know? yeah. you start looking around, but they, uh, you know, everybody just kind of. It, it, it was just a respect all the way down the line and 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 freddie was like i said he was perfect for us because he was he was out there he's always giving us fix his glasses like this so you think he's giving you the finger <laughs> like he he'd walk in after after practice and the hadn't been playing very well so he walks in with a pail of water sets it down in the middle of the locker room everybody's looking at him he says mcclish get over here so ricky walks over here yeah, yeah, what do you want and he said put your hand in that pail of water so if ricky puts his hand in the pail of water Take your hand out of the water. Ricky takes his hand out and he said, if you don't get your ass going, you're gonna be like that, gone.
1: So <laughs> oh, no so way.
2: It's kinda of one of his motivationals out there. And then uh, another time we flew to Vancouver and like the moose would go two 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 four two six, two two, four, two 6 on the weigh ins, right? That's okay. that's what his sheet looked like. And so some of the other guys were like that too you know, the same number. Well we get to Vancouver, they do a surprise weigh in. Yeah, it wasn't two two, two four, two six. <laughs> it was like two ten, two twelve, two fourteen. All the all the guys' weights were different. So he wrote down I was one of the fat club too. So uh <laughs> we get back to Philly and Freddy said, Okay, you, 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 you you're all gonna ride the bike. Well we had one bike to share. I mean we didn't have what you guys right. had today. So Ben if you go first, you're the oldest. So <laughs> Freddie goes out, goes across the hall to his office. He starts drinking his beer and stuff over there. He walks back in. Here's Eddie Van Imp. He's cranked all the pressure off the wheel. He's laying on the floor, just turning the mileage thing like this. <laughs>
1: Come on. <laughs> that,
2: that was that was the way uh, Eddie used to ride the bike. Yeah, he wasn't, oh. he wasn't sitting on there sweating. So. I mean, you can't make stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. that oh, that, you know, that is great. Le- legendary. That's even. priceless. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, my that's God. That's pretty good. And then. You know, Clark, he used to do the Jack Lang commercials, so he didn't care about clothing. Like, there was a clothing store, so he'd get his suits and his pants and all that free. And so there's some guys that, you know, as a professional, you need to dress right, you need to act properly when you're around people and stuff like that. So anyways, we had warned Wayne Stevenson that, you know, your, your clothing is really gone. He wore old cowboy boots that were just awful. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. kept telling him, you need to, buy some decent shoes and look like respectable pro that's out there yeah so uh wayne's out in the net there and uh bernie sneaks off the ice goes in there gets the saw cuts cuts both boots cuts <laughs> them right off <laughs> here and he takes them, he puts glue on him he glues him to the ceiling in front of his stall there so i mean pranks like that went on all the time and clarky was oh. brutal for cutting stuff because he didn't care yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cut yeah, right. your tie <laughs> yeah. cut your pants cut your oh, shoes whatever no. that's pretty good
0: and then to talk about uh, you know again. I'm going back to Ed Snyder because uh, I feel like he created such an obvious culture and, and got the the city to rally behind his vision. And then you know how five years ago now Ed passes. Like t- talk about like the essence of the Flyers since then.
2: <coughs> well, you you try to pass stuff down. You try to. I mean, they need to, to pull off all the positives, and the positives is, is how the team plays. Yeah. I mean, how the team plays is the way the management handles you and stuff like that. But, you know, I sat beside Clarkie for 10 years. Probably didn't like that, but I did anyways. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> you know, after the game, get off the ice early, you're sitting there, and then Mr. Snyder, after every game, came in. Yep. You've got those eyes. He looks right at you with the eyes, right? Yep. Yep. He wants to hear the answer. And I said, he asked me what went wrong. I said, don't ask me. I didn't play much. I said, ask, Clark- <laughs> yeah, right. ask Clarkie when he gets in here for crying out loud. So, you know, <laughs> oh, switch him around great. there. But I think it's just a, the culture. You, you know, you come into a winning environment. You want to win. You want to play. But, you know, when you hear the rumors, you know, out of our locker room and other locker rooms where guys, I, I hate to come to practice. I'm really, I'm dreading coming in there. We got our ass kicked last night or something like that. I mean, th- that's not what you want to hear. As soon as you turn off on the locker room, you turn off the guys, you know, you're going to start to fracture out there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But he was he was great. I mean, polarizing. We had great parties with him uh, down Rittenhouse Square, some of the famous restaurants down there. He'd open up $3,000 bottles of wine, the big magnums oh, and stuff yeah. like that. So <laughs> he knew how to party. And he did. kept, he kept awesome. the guys together. And, you know, like I said, whatever we wanted. He did everything to make the players have the best that they could have to be the best that they could be.
0: Yeah. Yes, he did. And that's, yeah, and, that, and that's what I, I certainly noticed. I mean, win, lose, or draw. He's coming down and shaking your hand. And he said, like, staring you right in the eye. Um, and
1: you he can't help but just re- absolutely respect that, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, he wants you know, to like know. Feel yeah. Like, yeah, right. Of course. Must, uh, I, I mean, there were times, you know, over the the years where it, it wasn't funny because, like, if we had a bad game and it was, and he was visibly pissed, he still came down. Yeah. Shook everyone's hand, but I remember the one the one night. Uh, Chief was coaching and, and Homer was the GM and, and he we had a it was just a tough game I can't remember exactly who it was against but Mr. Snyder came in and he, he was red like he you know he was mad so he just kind of stay out of the way and don't say anything unless he says something to you and he, he said hi to all of us but the guys had the door closed and he was like he was like listen, he's like what, what the fuck are they saying in there I'm like I don't know and he's got his head up and he's like I'm going back down here. Let me know when the doors open, and I'm like, all right. So then he walked back down, and he's talking to Homer and Chief, and he wasn't happy. Uh, and i like, said to Chief, uh, what, "What was he saying?" And he was like, "I don't really know." He was so pissed. I was just like looking at him. I was it really like <laughs> I was just watching his face. I don't know if he's gonna like punch me or something.
2: He really, really intense, and and like I said, everything that he does is all for the benefit of the team, for the city. So yes. so giving to so many different people, organizations, and stuff like that, and he's got tremendous credentials behind him as far as what he's donated to schools, to colleges, and stuff that he went to yeah. and that, so I mean, he was the first one, realized, I started a training camp in Quebec City, and uh, I played against Montreal my first game, I managed to hang in there, my second game was against Detroit, so I'm out there with Gordy House, it'll be a good time to get an autograph and stuff yeah. like that, <laughs> and, uh, and then the last game was against, the third game was against Boston, and, and, uh, you know, Mr. Snyder was—he was down there. He wants you to do well. He's there, so you know we break camp there in Quebec City. So now we're going to Hershey, and of course, the way the world was, like we didn't have GPS and all that crap. <laughs> and the deepest I'd ever been in the sta- states was Buffalo. So I'm saying, sort of like, how do you get to, how do you get to Hershey? We're like, Where, where's Hershey? What's Hershey all about? So Doug Favelle was from St. Catharines, so I followed him down there, survived it a week down there, two weeks in Hershey. Now we're coming to Philadelphia, and go like, where's Philadelphia? Like. Oh, like wow. the, the road, I told you, the road yeah. sounds a old and archaic, but like that's the way we kind of grew. So I said, I got to check out you know the spectrum because it's behind LA and it's behind New York, so it's a pretty cool. Place gotta be cool. So I fall Fabi back again, and, and then uh, I, I go in there and I walk down the ramp. and I'm standing there looking around inside, like just in total awe compared to, to the way we were. I mean, this is pro man, I'm like, yeah, yeah I just come out of junior, right? And uh, all of a sudden, there was a hand on my shoulders, like. It was Mr. Snyder standing there in a the suit. So that's the first oh, time that I met wow. him. So that's that's how I started. It's like, ooh, Mr. Oh, Snyder. Yes. Yes. Mr. Snyder, yeah. You guys didn't have maps back then? <laughs> you <laughs> you don't can read a road map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm from Canada. <laughs> we don't yeah. have a road map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's down south somewhere. Just, right? <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> head south. <laughs> well, I'm in Boston, there, when they, they want to get rid of people, I think it was either Crispy or somebody in that area out there. Somebody wasn't having a good camp. And, uh, the GM told him, Get in your car, drive 500 miles west. When you get out there, 500 miles, call me. So <laughs> whoever it was called back he said, Okay, I'm, I'm out here 500 miles. And what the hell are you doing out there? Like, you know. <laughs> Come on. True story. Oh, man.
1: oh no. Yeah. Oh,
2: Things were classic. crazy back then, that's for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: what are your thoughts on the, the new NHL? I mean, obviously, Broad Street bullies evolved over time, right? They're still fighting in hockey for, you know, the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then eventually they're, they're trying to wean it out to the point where now it's like, you know, essentially almost out of the game, right? I mean, I think that the leader in the NHL got six, seven fights in, in, in a year, um, but the high, high skill. What are your thoughts on just the evolution of the game?
2: Well, it's definitely a different game. It's yeah. it's played differently. They train differently. They yep. eat differently. You know, all the stuff stuff is out there. It's, uh, you know, you're kind of like dump the puck in and go grind the guy and, battle for the puck out. I mean, they still battle hard along the boards, but, you know, they don't f- really, like, kind of finish the hard battles. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you can't fight the... The fines are so extensive anymore. Like, uh, Goody... Goody was up in the press box when he was serving that long eight-game suspension or something. So I said, Goody, I said, man, as soon as he out on the ice... But on the other hand, we really like your fine money. I think it was over $100,000. So we really yeah. like your fine money because back in the NHL Players Association, yeah, right. you know, stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's well used. I said, we like that. I'd sooner see you out in the ice. But, you know, as bad as you may think some of the games are and stuff like that, you know, it has its, its moments where it's high and low. Like when you're watching, some teams are a little more aggressive. Some teams are a little more passive. Mm-hmm. You know, more teams are puck possession as far as just, dumping and grinding that's kind of not done other than throwing around the boards there but but I can't I can't really say I've been disappointed in the last 4 or 5 years with the playoffs the playoffs have been yeah, strong 100%. yeah playoffs. guys come to play yep. they're hit and they play um, you're a fighter I think you and I were chatting before so you drop your gloves to hit a guy with a helmet on and a face shield on and cut your hands up. Like, why do you want to do that? Like, yeah. leave your glove on, make the first one or two with, with the glove on, and then throw it away. you <laughs> yeah, hit him, right. But meantime, you're just taking your really good hand and you're cutting it all to pieces. So it's no, crazy. I mean, just, there's too much damage in there. But yeah. uh, good fight. The guys will fight. You know that. Yeah. And they're in great shape and everything. But it's just, it's it's very expensive. And it's it's like, do I really need to fight this guy? Like, like who the heavyweights? I thought... Uh, that Cole kid the other night there, mm-hmm. I think that that was a pretty good little scrap oh, there. Oh, McEwen. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. A good little scrap there. Yeah. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. I really like
1: Zach's game.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent.
2: Well, the he's old story it. when he came up, right? Don't come up here with a reputation. Come up here and go do it. Right. right. You know, if you want to stay, go get noticed. Hundred. Go do something yeah. that somebody can say, man. He, you know, he covers this check. He makes smart plays. He's in on the puck. You know, he's he's defensively minded and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if you want to stay. Go get noticed. Don't just come in and blend. Right. That's it, yeah. It's yeah. He's been one of the
0: highlights uh, yeah. of the season, in my opinion, for yeah. the Flyers. I agree. It hasn't been a ton. Uh, but, um, yeah, the game is so highly skilled, which I, I, I do appreciate, you know, the ability um, that some of these players have. I mean, m- most of them. You don't find a bad skater no more. You know, like they're, you said, like the, the, the amount of training, uh, sports-specific training, like how lean these guys are. I mean, they're, they're, they obviously pour a ton into it. Um, I guess there's some times where it just goes – so skilled and to maybe to your point where it's like such a possession game sometimes you know back in the day you wouldn't try and you know dangle a guy at the blue line it would be like put it behind put it behind <laughs> yeah. him and get it on the forward check, right where i feel that's like it's a different skill set buddy yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah exactly it was the only skill maybe the, maybe the only <laughs> skill that i had was getting it by the defenseman there but um i just there's there's certain times where i just feel like you know like where where is that where is that like essence that that and maybe in certain situations that, that maybe could be missing, you know, where I just feel like it's, it's almost too skilled and it's just like, ah, oh, we'll just come off the ice, didn't, didn't execute on a pass. I just feel like sometimes you just got to yeah.
2: dig in a little more and, you yeah. know,
0: find those puck battles. Well, the
2: fans the fans want to get behind you, but you got to show them something to get them excited. 100%. So, you know, yeah. the good players coming in there, I mean, like you said, some of those plays when where they just hang that goaltender out to dry, they take them all over the place and then – they shoot it on the other side, or they're, they're, they're everybody roofs it out there. It's all up underneath the crossbar, yeah. so everybody goes in the butterfly. Why? It keeps the pucks keep going over your shoulders, so stand up for crying <laughs> to <out laughs> right, Yeah, but it it's just so changed. When you know the old days, and, and you grew up kind of with those that all you had was a scoreboard. You know, it wasn't all the games and all the stuff. But people want to be entertained. You know, it's yeah. a younger crowd coming in yeah. now. We had that whole loft area up there, for, you know, for younger people coming in on a college ticket, and you know, you get to the point to where. You know, everybody's pumped. They're watching what's on their screen. They get excited. Gritty's there. And then they drop the puck and then place it dead silent. Yeah. Yeah. And then they fire up again. So you got to give them something to cheer about, and that's with his aggressive play. But like you said, when you're playing a puck possession, and Carolina really moves that puck around well. St. Louis yeah. Oh, yeah. St. moves St. the puck Louis really well. Time, yeah, man. they keep it away from you, and you're like, holy Christ, I couldn't play this way. You'd be skating around circles. Yeah, right. It, exactly. it was funny
1: the other night. at the. I was at the, Obviously, I saw you, uh, Hound, uh, but they're, they're a big team but they move that puck like no one has a puck on their stick longer like yeah. i mean it's just poop just all over the place and they were hitting puck i mean they you know, Flyers played hard, yeah, but they, they were outmatched with the injuries that the you know uh, that they have right now. But and then they, you come, then you come down the playoffs,
2: and Edmonton gets knocked out, yeah. Toronto gets knocked out. You know, all the big teams. Like Montreal went the distance, and now they're below us, know, us. I think yeah, they right. are. So it can change in a hurry with a little bit of talent. Uh, Goaltending is still huge out there. Yeah, um, true. It's just it's just a different game, and I think you got to come and just take the whole thing in. You can't just totally focus on, I mean, you want your team to win. We don't want to go another 10, 10 game losing right. streak, but yeah. you know, everybody wants to win. So they're not disheartened going by and you get some positive vibes, something positive in the newspapers. It's, it's good for. A yeah,
1: for sure. Um, they, you know, we're coming up on the trade deadline. Uh, I don't know how much you pay attention to it, but obviously Claude Giroux has been here uh, since he was drafted and um, pro- I mean, let's let's be honest. He's going to get traded. Um, I would think I so. hope he gets his thousandth game here, but uh, and saying now that he may not. But uh, what what are you thinking down the stretch here? Because uh, they have a few pieces they could move. I know Ristolainen's probably someone that uh, teams would want on their uh, play. You know, a playoff team may want sure. a big physical guy like himself, right-handed. You know, shot. And um, but what do you what do you, what do you think uh, down the stretch here? Well, it's not my pay grade, right? So. Mine, either. <laughs> Mine either, but it's fun to play, uh, yeah. you know, armchair uh, yeah. g- uh,
2: GM. Well, you know, I, if, like I read Twitter a lot. I don't, I don't tweet, but I read all the stuff. And, and, and people are cruel on there. They're just oh, so cruel! Oh, like you know, Giroud doesn't need to be here for his thousand game. Let's move him now, so he doesn't get hurt. And to me, that's that's sad because you got a guy here that's given so much to the organization. He's he's a staple. He's he's the leader out there. He's been that way. He's tremendous in the community. He's good with people and kids and stuff like that. You know, I, I believe he deserves to play his thousand game here in Philadelphia. Agree, agree. You know, uh, he he's deserving of that. And then, you know, the decisions are his his from there. But there's some movable pieces out there. Like you said, you don't know what you can package together, what you can get back. Uh, and obviously, you're trying they're trying to get the best back in draft and rebuild the team. I mean, if you're not in there, and you. Like I don't, you don't know the coaching mentality. You don't know right. what the GM's mentality is. You don't know what they're trying to, to make or build for next year. But right. obviously, they want to maximize it. But I'm not sure if that's going to really happen. I don't mean many teams can get that squeezed in under the cap.
0: Well, that's right. it, right? The yeah. cap complicates it. It, you know, obviously it does. It's not that easy. And in theory, it's like oh, just
1: move them. You know, there's you
0: know 31 teams that would love to have them. The, I, I could
1: see them doing a three-way trade to get a, a team that's not their salary yeah. cap's not that high. To you know how they work it. They do that sometimes. Maybe that happens, but um, I think it's going to happen for sure. Yeah, to get creative. Unfortunately,
2: well, I think he's agreed to have conversation. Yeah, right. I don't know if it's you know what team wants to be a dance partner. I mean, who knows? But you know, there you got you got Edmonton's got a lot of talent, but they have made the playoffs. Yeah, There's, Toronto's got a lot of talent, but they have made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So they get knocked out. For that. Yeah, I would,
0: We've talked about this before. I would love to see him go to St. Louis. I like would too. Chief. I don't know how they're going to make that deal work, but I just feel he would slide right in, not, not have he that loves pressure. Chief kind too. of like you know, Cartes and Richie back in the day going into L.A. and just kind of you're not you're not the you're no longer that you know the, the the go-to guy. You slide in, whatever, two or three, you know, and, and to play, you get some power play time, right. second unit probably. Um, but you know his relationship with Chief. You know he has absolute respect for Chief, and that could be just me dreaming. But you know I'm just like looking around and, and and seeing teams that you could potentially fit. Yeah,
2: yeah, that would be that would be a good dream, and that would be a good fit, and give Claude a comfort level. Yeah, um, right. But then again, you know you, the decisions he makes going to affect affect the family too. But that's all part. We know that when you play hockey, you, you know you, you can get traded at any moment. You, so that's just part of the game. You just suck that up and where you go. So. Uh, Some place where he can go and he could be happy would be good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And you know you what? Were, you, you were here 10 years. That's a, that's a long time to be with one team and he's been here longer than that. Yeah, 15. Um, so it's, you know, it's probably in the back of his head is like, what's this going to be? Like, he's never oh, yeah, been yeah, anywhere a culture else. Culture right? obviously. Like, he's, right? and, and just like for you, you went to Washington and ended up not really liking it because, you know, you were here and I, I feel like the Flyers were the best organization as far as, you know, the way it was done with Mr. Snyder. So,
3: well,
2: <clears throat> you know, the uh when we traded Kimo team in our way, you know, to Chicago at the end there. Yeah. So he he goes there, he gets a couple he gets a couple games in, right? Not a whole lot, right. and then and then they they do put him into the playoffs, but I mean, he wasn't the, the big part. It right. wasn't a big missing part. So he, you get your name on a cup and like I love Kimo, he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. But it's just like like do you really feel do you really feel fulfilled inside? because you really weren't there for all the adversity and, and, and the highs and lows of the team and everything went on with it throughout the course of the year. Like, you really didn't bleed and suffer with them or whatever. You just stepped yeah. in there as a part that can help out. And um, I had the same experience with the first Stanley Cup because I got knocked out in the Rangers series, so I didn't play in the Boston series. I was ready for game six, but right. I didn't want to jeopardize it. But the second game was more satisfying, not because I scored the goal, but because, you know, I got to go start to finish. Right.
0: right, and uh, Fully invested in the...
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're in there. You, you gotta go in and bleed with the guys, you gotta suffer with the guys, the highs 100%. and lows and stuff like that. So I just hope wherever he goes that it it's it's gonna be a good factor for him where he feels good about getting out of there. Like he really you know, and he's got the skill level to really help promote that team and play well for that team. So yeah. he brings a different element to there than a lot of the other guys who get traded at the dreadline. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting uh, the dynamic when you, when you when you put it that way, right? Because, you know, you look at, like, you know, we were lost in 2010 to Chicago, right? I mean, that was one of those well, up-and-down seasons. When, but we, we go the distance and we I mean, land up losing. And you say, like, okay, well, all these guys have been here all year. And, you know, you mean, you win the cup and then it's like, okay, you know, you're, you're fully part of that team. But there's, there's so many years that guys, you know, either go the distance or close to the distance and grind and they don't win. And then, you know, but then there's these situations that you're talking about where, you're a wanted player and you go and you kind of just like patch a hole. Like you say Chemo, he's like 6th, 7th, 8th defenseman, right? I mean, yeah. that, that year. But he's like, he, he understands where he's at in his career. He's not at the prime anymore. He's, you know, he's battled for years and years, never won it. But like the ultimate dream is to get... To raise the cup. To raise the cup, right? Yeah. I mean, and then you could kind of like retire and say, well... I did it, right? And, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and it fulfilled that. Even if you're playing a lesser role and you haven't like, you know, you haven't been a huge part of that team. It's almost like you've paid your dues for so many years that you like you, you've earned it indirectly, that if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, it does, and I think Claude would get not only the uh, the respect, but he he would get the the work part of it as well too, which is what he wants. I mean, he he excels on the ice, yeah, and that's that's what they want him for. Um, He wouldn't have to come in and and take over the leadership, exactly, or be part of the leadership. Just let me come in here, let me play, let me be, you know, mind free. Let me go out and do my thing, and I'm just here to play. I mean, he's such a quality hockey player. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and he's such a competitor, man. Like people don't realize. Everyone gives him shit for you know not being whatever their version of a captain is, but like this guy competes. Who do we have on Joe Faraby and Carlo Carliacovo talking about his leadership and I play with him and you see this guy compete in practice and stuff like that. But if you could add this guy, you know, going into your, you know, your stretch before the playoffs and playoffs, I mean, again, he's a quiet leader, but he, he cares, he competes and he would be a perfect addition to, to any team, obviously. But, um, to have a guy like that that not not just competes but high end skill complement any player he plays with. I mean, yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, it's yeah. one of those. <clears things> the <throat> question
2: like, is like you know if he went there and competed and say they win the cup and that like would he come back to Philadelphia? Would Philadelphia want to build in that direction? Are they thinking about rebuilding, say different people, youth or whatever? I mean, I, like again, yeah. I have no idea. They're just thoughts that are out there. Sure. Like you know, maybe hangs them up when he's done. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not about the money; it's about the cup.
1: Yeah, right. Of course, I, I think the shape that he's in and the yeah. way he's worked the last few years, like oh, it's like Joel. Joel I, I think he does too. And I mean, you know, if he finishes, you know, with a point, like I don't know, I think he's leading them in points or right there. He's there's some teams are gonna pay him or gonna I try, yeah. you know, oh, try yeah. to still get paid. Like and and like you said, it's not about the money at this point. He's made a he's made a ton of money. Um, but he's just – he's a pretty good piece to add to a team. And you hate to see him not play here, really, to be honest, yeah. you know. but. Well, wouldn't we'll the
2: long-range goals, pal, like if, if you're a team and you're getting ready to acquire him um, and you know that he's he's free at the end, like wouldn't you want to try to tie him up? Like can you get him to commit to play for a couple more years? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that too. You know, exactly. That's what you kind of w- – they would hope for if he just comes in and he said, I'll just come in and play with the balance and that's it. I mean, they may look at you differently. I mean, I you have no idea. Yeah. What because you're going to give up quite a bit. Yeah. Probably exactly. give him at
1: least first round pick, probably a player or two as well. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would think, I don't know that, but yeah, you might want to try to sign him. Right. But if he does go to Colorado, like their caps fairly high, isn't it? Yeah. I like think they're, they're I right think there. They
0: past, I think Colorado has moved past them from right.
2: Oh, okay. I oh think,
0: really? I think, I mean, it's okay. kind of, I mean,
1: I think I heard rumblings of that too. I don't know if it's true or, yeah.
2: or not. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we're all speculating here, anyways. But
1: where's Debo and Baller? We should know those boys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. You guys are supposed to have this info. I, I heard that he's opened up. He's wanting to go to more teams now. Oh, he's added uh, Carolina and Florida what to his right? list of teams. Carolina, I told Carolina. You. They're yeah. scary guys. Yeah, they're scary. Be good right? They're going back with Rod. Yeah, yeah, Roddy. Right, yeah. Man. 100%. That team's good, man. That team's good. Yeah. Got some Watch some them ice. play fast. So what do you
2: guys think about the coaching situation? Do you think Yo stays? Does he <laughs> stay as an assistant? They bring in a head?
1: I was going to ask you that, Hound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the players, I, I know that they really like Yozy. And you can see they're competing. They're playing as I feel like they are. They're playing hard for him. But what do you do there? Like you're a former player. You're a former player. Um, they definitely respect him. I think the, you know every guy we talk to, they like it. Yeah, but what do you do? What yeah. do
2: you do? <clears throat> Again, it's not my pay grade. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know. yeah. And, and my I, opinions don't count because I, I, I just wouldn't know. I mean, they've got a lot of, lot of issues they got to try to work through. 100%. Exactly, they really do. They yeah. really do. I mean, um, I mean, my, my opinion is going to next season
0: just like almost starting from scratch and having a new face, new voice. I mean th- this year is an absolute write off and I know the guys respect him. Yeah. It's just such a challenging year. Um Mr. Uh, said there's so many different issues, but you know when they when they first uh fired AV you know, I was hopeful for, you know, whether it was Rick Talkett or John Tortorella or I, mean, I think a guy like Tort's, you know, he's a he, he completely different personality, right? He come shake it up. Maybe he wouldn't have th- done a whole lot this year cuz there's so many injuries and really not have a whole lot of substance, but I think like going in the off season, you just got to have a completely different attitude, um, you know, a, a different vision, maybe right. you know, just different voice. But that's just my opinion. I just think there's something powerful about you know having a, a presence like some of these guys. You know, I know their shelf life is pretty short. especially guess some Torts, the I mean, wears on guys. You know, maybe maybe talk. I mean, I don't know, but just a different, uh, just a different vision. And I don't know, yo. And I, again, <coughs> he's a he's a he's a good guy from my understanding. He's a good teacher, really good guy. Yeah, but. I don't think the coaching is the problem. I mean I think you know, I think you gotta stay healthy, obviously. I think, you know, they look at teams that are, are winning, you know, they they hit on their picks a lot more. They're high end their higher end picks land up performing as high end picks. I think there's just, you know, been some lulls in the draft for guys that maybe have underachieved. I don't know. I think there's there's a few flaws there that I'm not sure you're gonna correct them in one off season either, but
3: um Yeah.
2: I kinda I kinda would like uh you brought Torch's name out. I, I I would sooner see Torts in here as opposed to Tox. Yeah. You know, Tox had such a great career here. He's he's, he's done everything. He's tarnish in, it. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's enjoying his new career. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's there. Sure. It's he's, less travel for him and stuff like that. Yeah, he's getting comfortable but I, on I, TNT. I think you need that face like you said that's a total different face coming and getting in front of you and yeah you got to respect him for what torch has done and stuff like that so i would sooner see him here than say talk love talks to death but yeah yeah but yeah just, you got a good point
0: there yeah for sure you but somebody who's going to come in
2: there and the guys are going to pull back a little bit says, you oh, know it's an ex-hockey player you know he would be cool you know i can hang with him type yeah thing. right yeah but like you know with the chief there's no bullshit with the chief yeah right you know he's he's in your grill too so yeah but
0: no, that's a good point I mean, we did actually talk about that you know like um you know two respected coaches but uh, you know to talk you said he's he's kind of made his name in 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 philly and um and he's more of a like a real true players coach yeah and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that i think that's kind of like the way it's going but i think if you really want to have a presence like a guy like torts like you know he's he's in he's in your face it's a it's a different direction altogether he's not a former flyer you know so you can't you know be you know knocking on bringing flyers back right. in the organization or whatever and that this and that but his shelf life is is somewhat short because i think that real old school way of getting in people's faces is somehow it was its somewhat devolved right <coughs> i mean it's uh but you know uh, the guys would respond to it you know he at least get the guys to compete and i think that's really at the end of the day what what fans in the organization wants. Well, Moore's really got Caroline popping. I mean, oh my God. Yes. Know,
2: they buy into him. He's in there. I mean, they've, they've played some of his riveting speeches in the locker room yeah. and that. Yeah. He's not a shy kid. He's a, he's a no. really good guy. I remember him when he first came in here. So it's, you know. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they got some high ends, hey high, high end yeah. skill
1: there. I mean, it's, but he, he is, he's into it. Oh like yeah. when he played, I mean, I've told you competitor, before, just he, competitor and always ready. and, and, you always do an extra. I could just only imagine him as a coach yeah. being in there. The best everything. shaped guy in that well, he's, 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 yeah, yeah. Marty St.
2: Louis is the best. The best player Montreal has.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. He's, he's ran off a couple now. Haven't yeah, they I run know, a couple right. games? Yeah, they started winning a little bit. He played so, gutsy, man. He played tall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he really did. He in the dirty areas. God, God, his ass like... and legs were so goddamn big. Oh, yeah, he's Holy cow, I don't know how he ever got knocked down. <laughs> Plus, he's low-centered. You know, low centered. He was a little guy, but um, he played against, when I was with the Phantoms, the the second year when we won the Cup, the first time he was in St. John's, New Brunswick, he played on that team. And he was a good player then. Oh, and, I bet. And, you know, I knew a little bit about him because he had played at Vermont. Uh, he was at John Leclerc's mm-hmm. Tournament. Um, so I knew who he was, but he was, he was a good player. But you're right; he he might be their best. He might be the best <laughs> player in Montreal right exactly. now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about this with uh, with Marshy. I don't know if you saw Marty St. Louis' um, interview when he first got hired, <clears throat> but he was talking about instinctive hockey versus this like overly structured system system play, where it almost takes away. Well, it does take away you know s- high end skill players' creativity. But he, could, you know, he was talking like very openly about some of these conversations that we've talked about, just like like letting guys play, letting them make mistakes, and being okay with it as long as they're like respectable mistakes and not like you know ridiculous ones, you know. Um, but instead of being so overly structured with the system, like just letting skilled guys be skill, you know, be skilled and playing intuitive hockey versus this very rigid structure. Do You hear that? Do you agree with that?
2: Well, I didn't hear that, but um, you yeah. know. If Marshy said something along those lines, you know I believe what he said there, but it's 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 true. I mean, you have a certain skill set. Like you're not going to stick handle through the whole team and score a goal. That's not that's not you. No, you're going to go out there and grind some bodies through and, and play your game. So let you do your stuff. But also, you know, people who are out there on the ice with you know that hey, we might have to cover up for you when you you get, like Proby goes down on the ice. He starts going into the corners and charging down there. So somebody's got to know to back him up. Right. Right. So you're letting him go. He's got the momentum going. So you got to. Kind of respect and kind of blend all the people's different skills together, I think. And like you said, it, it's a game of mistakes. Whoever makes the least of them is going to win the game. But then, you know, you, you have a structure in place and then you're allowed to deviate from that. But amongst your line, I think you got to know how to work with each other. 100%. Yeah. So. True. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Like the, the bottom six guys obviously have a, less, a lot less rope than, than, than the top six, right? As far as making some of those high risk plays yeah the high risks are the ones that bury you, yeah, especially getting down to the end of the game for sure, <laughs> yeah right? exactly, yeah, and that's more of an adjustment towards the end of the game, knowing the you know knowing the time and the, and the situation right, or it's like, okay, maybe we won't try and make this play at the far blue line and and maybe put it in the in, in a soft spot in the corner and go get it right, versus uh trying to dangle well, I've watched
2: the skill set on a lot of guys because we're down there at the games like you guys are all the time sure. and stuff like that, and I can tell you right now, there's stuff that they do out there that we couldn't even think about doing. <laughs> it's incredible, you know, isn't it? The way they, they pick the puck up, they handle it, they flip,
1: and flip around. <laughs> <and> <laughs> lucky to have the same puck and the same stick together. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, I've been yeah. out there with rigs a couple of times, and the Pucks ends up in a couple of different pieces. Yeah, so uh, you not <laughs> lucky if the pucks are still in one piece, man. <laughs> yeah, <they> come <laughs> back, take guys all win. chipped yeah, up and all everything. Chipped <laughs> up. And on, black yeah, chipped
0: up. Exactly. I've softened the myths up lately, there, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's goal a in the He's a goal scorer now. Yeah. Well,
2: God love you. Keep playing. <laughs> high, risk.
1: Well, high risk player now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Turnovers at the blue line. I'm yelling at him. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: it's skill. And some of these, some of these kids, like the smaller kids that that I've you've seen out on the ice, there. Some of these kids, you know, they can pick that puck up, roll it around their blade, turn around. It's I mean, some, some of the stuff that you, you see out there, it's crazy. I mean, oh, my God. It's definitely a skill, and skill gets noticed.
1: Yeah. Hound, I have a feeling if you would have, back in the day, if, if you would have been playing in some, in some little – or by any player – did one of those yeah, the like Michigan. the Michigan? You probably would have broken their arm with your the with steam, the lumber, yeah. Or, they just, or just steamroll them. Fair, I, right. I remember seeing a thing. I think it was in the movie with um, uh, where uh, Dorney said when things were a little stale and we needed to get it going. The hound would get out there, and next thing you know, the, the, the place was popping. Well.
2: You try to create a little bit of excitement so it's uh you know, I got lost energy. They didn't use me that much, so I was ready to go whenever whenever they wanted me, so it's all good. Dorney yeah. I used to drive Dorney nuts. Um we all lived in Barrington Manor when we came down here. You know what that place is like. And Dorney was up top of me in that, of course. No, he was below me. I'm sorry. I was on top of him with Serge Bernier. And, you know, we're young. We're single and stuff like that. And he'd be down there in the morning because he got two kids in there. I felt bad. I really felt bad. He'd be pounding the ceiling up. (laughs) Go to bed, you dumb. Yeah. You know, (laughs) know, it's the place is just... It yeah, is what it is, but like some of the Phillies lived in there. The original Jersey Devils lived in oh there. Oh my god! A couple of the Eagles lived in there. Byron Brown from the Phillies was in wow. there. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys. In fun. Yeah, I right. guess there were no
1: <laughs> late night parties or anything. Uh,
2: it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful.
1: But we're here. We survived. Yeah, yeah that's right. right.
2: Yeah. That's right. That's awesome. I live
0: to tell about it. Oh man. Right on. Well, we appreciate you, Hound. Uh, I know you got to get going, rocking the the Wells Fargo, getting some work done. Pound on the pavement but uh we appreciate you in the community everything you've done for the flyers and 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 giving your, your time today
2: uh, that's a pleasure and i appreciate being on your show and you guys do a good job i watch some of your episodes and oh, stuff like that you. and uh, it, it's good that you guys are out here and you're rocking it and you're keeping keeping hockey in front of everybody so it's it's very entertaining yeah thanks <laughs> <Trying> to <have laughs> thanks some to fun. you thanks. yeah thanks to you appreciate, appreciate it. it appreciate it thanks
1: My
0: thank you that episode was brought to you by our friends at Fans of Philly, fansofphilly.com. Nasty, you ready?
1: Am I ever, man. I cannot wait. Smashville, we're coming for you. Bunch of us.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't wait, 500 man. Flyer fans ready to rock.
1: Probably Beautiful more weather. now. Yes. Yeah, probably
0: more now. Flyers got a win in the last 17, so we're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I can't wait, man. It's going to be awesome. I know we, we talk a lot of, uh, about it, but Joe and those guys, they just do a great job, man. It's so much fun. I cannot wait, especially Nashville. I just can't wait, man. It's been yeah. been a couple of years since I've been there, so I'm, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute for me, too. So March 27th, we'll see you guys there. Day after that, sud- That's
1: right. And and the day after that, Sudsy's birthday, if he oh, shows up in Nashville... <laughs> oh look oh,
0: bringing the jungle it,
1: juice oh my god he'll probably drive there with it let it sit in the car you know with all this fruit this guy's banned from any parties i ever throw anymore
0: yeah he'll bring the the multi-grain goldfish and the
1: for you yeah. Yeah, for me yeah right he, he knows you're a healthy eater he knows you're a oh, healthy. Yeah, eater.
0: yeah, because multi multigrain goldfish are so healthy.
1: Well, it's healthier probably than some of the shit he puts in his body. So. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, but we'll
0: take it. We'll take it as a win. We'll
1: take we got to get him some mangzy. We got to get him some of that mangzy. You and I like dry crush. Mango from Trader Joe's.
0: Yeah, we oh, yeah. that one as a sponsor. We have to supply the fuel for the boys. Yeah. And Matt. a huge well, thank you to the hound Bob
1: Kelly. He what is awesome. God, he's a beauty. Yeah. Tell you what, I still think he could chuck him. I would not oh, want yeah, to, man. I would not want to be in a fight with that man. He's an unbelievable shape for his age. He's strong as an ox, man. God. Yeah. But yeah,
0: but. he looks like he could go squirrely now and then too. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing I, I failed to bring up, uh just because it, you know, he was he was talking about everything was him and my dad worked for him one time and uh just some punk that was there working. It wasn't construction, but they were, they were in some building and they were, they were kind of tearing things apart. And this guy got lippy with hound and hound was nice and said, Hey, relax, man. Like, you know, explain the situation. The guy just running his mouth. And my dad's like, Hey buddy, like you might want to take it down a notch. And he, he kind of stepped to, to the hound Ooh. and the hound just grabbed a hold of him. And I think, the, I think from what my dad said was he felt how strong he was and <laughs> He backed down Delta right away. Kind of like when I grab a hold of you and you're like the old oh, death grip. Nass, whoa, whoa <laughs> Nass. You better settle down on those. I'm, I'm a buck seventy this now, girl's. Nass. <laughs> Don't <fucking> grab me. <laughs> but uh what a great guy, man. Two time Stanley Cup winner. Could play the game too, you know. But it, it was it's great watching the highlights and hearing guys talk about him and him talk about, you know, the team and um when they need a little spark, the hound, the hound got her going out there a little bit.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And even more importantly, uh, how good of a guy he is in the community. I mean, you think yes. about like how many years he's been banging the drum in the Flyers community and how many appearances he has under his belt, man. This guy is, uh, you know, b- besides Joe Watson and, and Bernie Perron, I mean, probably the most yeah. recognizable, well, yes. ambassador. Yes. I mean, that's visible in the community on a regular basis anyways
1: exactly and like like he said during games he's everywhere but you know even when elvis's team did the mites uh mites on ice it was awesome you know he, he was down there a lot and uh he just made the kids feel so like he was just so good with them and and they just thought it was so cool he was down there you know a couple pictures you know and and uh they're like oh he won the stanley cup because you know they're seven years old not all elvis knew who he was but yeah once you know they they found out who he was they just thought it was so cool and he was just so happy to be there. You could tell like he enjoys it. So it's, yeah, it, you're oh, right. Yeah, he enjoys it. He does so much. Like you said, to the community and for the Flyers and and uh, just a great guy. So happy yeah. to have him on.
0: Absolutely. A big thanks again, the Hound. Look forward yeah. to seeing you sooner than later. And that's a wrap, Nast. That's it, boys. Episode 64 in the books. Yes.
1: 64.
0: Woo! Stay tuned for episode sixty five next week. Until then, Stay safe, knuckleheads. See you,
1: knuckleheads.
2: ACast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.